Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Thursday, you will finally get to chill with us. Hosted by Andrew, we will be bringing on some of the quirkiest, geekiest, leading voices in the personal finance space to give them ample time to talk about their story, the lessons they've learned over time, and some good advice for all of us. No longer the short and quick stuff. So sit back and chill with TFC. Yeah, we have met people with like many different uh, expectations and criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I always tell like my consultants, like, I mean, like what we are trying to do here, it's like we are not really, you know, like waiter or waitresses, you know, we're not just here to take orders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so what we are here to do is I want like, steak medium rare, you know, <laughs> like, fulfill all the criteria yes. before we go out for the day. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. Hello and welcome to Chill with TFC, where we sit down with geeky and quirky individuals to learn about how they do this thing called money and life. My name is Andrew and today we have an expert on love. Yes, this is the financial coconut, but we're going to talk about love and money. Violet is the founder of Lunch Actually. You would have seen her on media and heard about Lunch Actually, a matchmaking service that's been in Singapore for 18 years. We talk about what do people look out for in their partner and how does it change over the generations. Listen to some interesting and, and funny stories about dates that didn't go so well. And we discuss the role of money in making a relationship work out for the long term. Also, Violet is on our Mandarin show, Li Tsai Oh Yeah, recently, and so you can check it out as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we have... Chief Cupid in the house. Yay! <laughs> right, because I understand, I, I've seen you on posters yes, and it, yes, it says yes. Chief Cupid, right? That's right. You know, it caught my attention because, you know, uh, Reggie is the chief financial coconut. Ah, yeah, <laughs> so, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, we're all using the, the, the chief, you know. Yes, yes. You, well, in different ways. In different ways, you know. Yeah. And you have the chief Cupid and yeah. you have a, a group of Cupids, little Cupids under that's right. you, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You call them Cupids? Yeah, internally, like we call them Cupids. Right, I'm referring to the, I mean, you can think of it as account manager yes, or, or yes, the, what's the yes, professional yes. term for? It. Um, like for uh, for clients, they're actually known as dating consultants. Right, yes. right. I mean, this is Violet from Lunch, actually. That's right. And so, could I still use a matchmaking agency to describe your company and the services that you offer? Yeah, yeah. Matchmaking is a, a correct term to describe mm. what we do. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. but right now there's, there's so many different ways of doing it, right? Mm. And especially during COVID, y'all have uh, different ways of. Uh, matching up people or helping them to meet up, right? Of course, yes. it's over Zoom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? It's yes. a lot of creative ideas. Definitely. I think um, COVID was very interesting. It really forced like everybody, including us, out of our comfort zone. Mm. Like Because I think when it first hit, I was like, oh my goodness, what mm. are we going to do? Because um, as a matchmaking or dating company, we are still very much like uh, face-to-face. So like we meet up with our clients face-to-face. Our clients meet up with each other face-to-face. And then now it's like, you're not supposed to meet. <laughs> like, right. what are we going to do about it? But I think, uh, thankfully, 
Cupid, like our Cupids, you know, they are really mm-hmm. very agile. Like we managed to uh, pivot very quickly and then we move on to virtual. So we started doing like Zoom consultations, like um, like if we need to coach them, we do like Zoom coaching as well. And then of course for our clients, that's the next frontier. Like how mm. are we going to let them meet, meet up with each other? So uh, we decided to go with Zoom dates as well. But honestly, when we first started, like clients were quite uh, not so open to it because uh, the things that they say to us is like, you know, I'm already using Zoom for work. Mm. You mean like I need to use Zoom for dating as well? Yeah, it feels different. We like the in-person, yes, you know, face-to-face. Yes, definitely. So, uh, but I think once like sort of the like cabin, like fever kind of set in, like after not seeing people for a while, <laughs> then they are like, okay, you know, I'll think about it. I'll consider it. And of course, we uh, try to make it more interesting for them as well. So like we will say, okay, you know, like let's do a theme, you know, like why not? It's like cocktail night or something, you know, like go and prepare your favorite cocktail and then like when you meet each other, you can talk more about it. Or like, um, let's say, you know, do a black and white or whatever. So just try and make it a bit more fun. Um, we also have done things like maybe a virtual date in the museum, you know, because there were there were actually a lot of museums like just opening up, mm. like, uh, you know, virtually for people to experience. And the virtual dates were very interesting, like ultimately. So I think one of the things that happened was that some people ended up like meeting their parents uh, very early on <laughs> because it's like clearly everybody's kind of at home, right? So uh, we had this... You mean the, the dad walks across... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Son, th- are you talking to this yeah, girl? Yeah, yeah, there could be, uh. there could be one of it. Uh, but the one that uh, we, we actually heard the story was that, so this lady say, uh, oh, you know, we had to cut short the date. And then we're like, oh, uh. what happened? So apparently, like, they were talking and then eventually then the lady keep hearing the guy's mom like, outside the door, keep knocking, hey, uh, boy, uh, boy, eat dinner <laughs> already. Uh, yes, 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 correct. <laughs> so uh, then after a while, she also feel a bit paisay, like, you know, feel a bit embarrassed about it, then yeah. uh, had, had to cut short the date. So we thought, like, that was quite funny. Another story was also very sweet like they actually ended up watching Sunset together mm. yeah because like you're at home and then like probably like you know the window or something right so I think dates uh, we still feel that face to face is still the best but mm. I guess during COVID like you know we just adjusted and that was one of the things that we did and out of some of these virtual dates like eventually when they can meet up in person uh, they did and then they end up being a couple so yeah, so we're, we're back to the norm right now yes. we're doing more face to face dates of course yes, and yes, yes. how long has lunch actually been around? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, we have been around for 18 years. Mm. Mm. And then I always tell people, I started a business at 12. Okay, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was six. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Okay, that's too young to start a business. Eh. <laughs> that's ridiculous, but yeah. Right, so years of experience yes, and you yes, know about yes, yes. you know men and women mm. and how they are in love, relationships, romance. Yes. We'll talk about all of this, of mm. course. Mm. Uh, we'll come from a, a financial point yes, of view of sometimes mm. because this is financial coconut. Yes, but of course, yes, if yes. you have interesting stories to mm. share, you know, feel free to yes. jump in with that, right? Yes. Right, so let me ask you this. Mm. So, who should pay for the first date? Wow. Mm. (laughs) Actually, this is quite straightforward. Uh I think for us, when we arrange the date, we usually tell them that, you know, feel free to go Dutch. Right. But I think there is an uh, expectation for the guy to pay for the first date. And uh, we also always tell the guy, like, please, you know, if it was a good date, like, just pay for the first date. Because honestly, when we arrange the date, we are also not arranging, like, Michelin restaurants or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is a blind date. It's the first time that you meet. But I think, like, it makes a much better impression, like, for the guy to, like, at least offer to pay. Because I think girls nowadays, they are also, like, very independent. Mm, And then they are like, you know, like, I can look after myself. I can pay for myself. But I think at least that gesture of, like, offering, like, the girl can say yes, she can pay half or she can turn 
it down, that's all good. But I think offering to pay for the first date on the guy's part is important. Yeah, that seems to be the case among my female friends. Yes. And right now, you, you go on YouTube, right? You yes. see some like street interviews. Yes. Right? Okay, what, what do you expect the guys to do on the first date? Yes. Yeah, I hear answers like that. Like, yeah. okay, I, I can pay. Like, let's yeah. say I'm a female. And yes. then I say, I can pay, but yeah. it would be nice if the guy yes. offers to pay. Definitely. After the nice does this gesture, gesture yes and then i will offer to pay yes. half right? yes. as the as the female as the yes. girl agree the, you know, yes date and all yes that. and and i think on that note um it's important that the girl don't just like sit there and like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah wait for you to take out your credit card <laughs> yes yes so i think like uh, when the guy offers i think it's nice for the girl to like uh, also either offer to pay half mm. or like say that oh thank you for uh dinner lunch or whatever but you know the next time let me take it or you know like if you're going for like tea or coffee later to say okay let me buy you like a coffee later Right, right. Right. So I, I think that's that's nice because we also do not want people to have the feeling that like we are like kind of like leeching off them or something. Oh, right? Here for a free meal. <laughs> yes, exactly. Especially when you know you do not know each other very well. And on that note, that was actually an interesting story. Right. So, so um, <laughs> there was this date. Like the lady was very upset after it, and then she gave us the feedback. She said, "Oh, you know, it was so bad. Like, uh, he was not a gentleman. Like after the date, he actually walked me to the ATM. You know, like to get my share of the money to pay him back. I mean, these days." Uh, uh, those days don't have pay now and pay la yet, la, oh, right? Okay. So uh, they were like, oh, okay. Like, we were quite surprised because for this guy, like, he has been on uh, other dates uh, arranged by us previously and then we know that he paid for every single date. Yeah, so it's not his his problem. I mean, based yeah, on it, his history. Yes, based on the history. Yeah. So we were like, oh, what, what really happened here? So, like, after each date, we always do feedback, right? So then we also call the guy and find out from him what happened. His, like, concern or, like, why he behaved such in such a manner was that um, he really felt that the girl was just there for a free meal mm. because it's like um, she's just kind of like oh you know like I, I don't have any money in my wallet or like I've run out you know that, that sort of thing and I think that just gave him a very bad feeling and then ultimately he's just like okay let, let's go to ATM and get some money then mm. which I mean clearly th- that's not a good thing to do on first date yeah, like but he, I, he didn't want to carry on a relationship with this person yes, already anyway because yes, of the bad impression. Yes, yes, of course. So, I mean, just sharing that, I think it's just important for both parties to be gracious about it. Yeah, I think based on expectations that the guy should be prepared yes. to pay for the full meal and yes. if, if the girl offers, right, yes. then okay, then you can discuss to go Dutch or it's, it's a case of usually I pay for this meal, you pay for the next yes. one. Then we can then have can a meet second again. date, right? Yes. <laughs> there's a reason, there's an excuse for, exactly. for a second date. Exactly. So it's about paying. Yes. Oh, you mentioned that you, of course, don't arrange for Michelin star restaurants yes, but yes, you, you don't make them go coffee shops or so of right? course of course so, so what's kind of range <laughs> yeah? okay so um, our range usually would be actually it's not so much the range it's mm. more like what the restaurant can offer us right so we definitely need to go to a place where we can make a reservation mm. yeah so I mean clearly like McDonald's or Starbucks or uh, coffee oh, you can't, can't make a reservation yeah. okay. <laughs> okay so I think that's one why it needs to be a reservation made because um, it's a blind date mm. yeah so they, they have never met each other so yep. they probably don't know who they are right so with a reservation then like the waiter or waitress can like bring them to the right table um the other thing is like we go for restaurants that are not too noisy mm-hmm. yeah because if it's too noisy like you're meeting each other for the first time can't ah, really talk okay yeah but also the third thing is that we also don't want a place that is too quiet or too romantic as well yeah that'll be really scary yes yeah. it, it can be very scary and very awkward like especially if like everybody around you is like they're having like candlelit dinners or something mm. right yeah so like those are kind of like some of our criteria and then um, other than that um, it's, it's really up to the, um, the singers like some of them they do tell us that uh, you know there are certain restaurants that they like going to you know they can give us a list for us to consider but if not then you know we'll go with these three of our criteria when it comes to arranging a date mm-hmm. let's yep. take away an arranged date right? let's mm-hmm. say you really want to you know get to know someone better yes. well 
where do you go for a first date? Usually, it's, it's one of those places that you mentioned, yes, right? Yes, nice yes. ambiance, yes. Uh, enough to, to talk, but yep. not so quiet until it's very awkward. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. And it seems like you, you'll be, have to be cafes, uh, at least. Mm, yes. At least cafes, right? Yes, cafes or like... um re- Restaurants is, uh, are fine as well. Mm. Yeah, like, but we... Okay, so I think a question I get asked quite often is like, they say like, okay, your company is called lunch actually, so does <laughs> it mean that you only arrange lunch? Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the answer is no. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's not lunch actually. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I mean it's a one-to-one date right. so technically it really could be any time mm-hmm. yeah but we just try not to say it's a dinner date because I think with dinner like the connotation that is like really quite long like it could be like you know appetizer main course and then right. dessert right so if you're meeting for the first time like a blind date and you know things are not really going the way that you want it to then you feel a bit awkward mm-hmm. but I think with lunch like or you know like shorter meals like it's kind of like short, sweet and casual like sort of like okay you know like long enough to get to know someone better to see whether you want to meet again mm. uh, but like not too long for it to be awkward should it not work out yeah yeah so it's yes. not just monetary considerations yes. all of these as well right? yes that's right and you mentioned that your first impression of course we all know first impression yes. very important yes, yes. I want to ask you about this mm. uh, about you know what do men and women look out for and yes. I want to paint it with the, the context of you know there's this uh, phrase in, in Chinese yes. and it's called like uh, women are looking for men who are Gao fu shui, <laughs> right? Which yes. means like tall. Yes. Gao is tall, yes. and fu is rich, mm-hmm. and then shui is a uh, good looking. Yes, yes. And it's interesting to me that you know, out of these three qualities, mm-hmm. right, two of them are physical. Yes. Physical, right? Yes. You know, tall and handsome. Yes. But the last one is financial. Yes, yes. <laughs> like yes. Money is still yes. an important consideration. Um, I would say yes, definitely, mm-hmm. but maybe not in a way that people might think it is. So, like, for example, like, ladies who come to us, honestly, they are very well accomplished. They are doing very well in their career, you Mm. know, like, in terms of financial, they are fairly independent. So, like, when it comes to finding the right one for them, like, they might not say that, okay, I need someone who's rich. You know, I'm not, uh, I need someone who, like, I don't know, owns, like, a GCB or something. So, that's not, like, you know, what they are, uh, like, saying. Mm. I'm sure it's, like, for everybody, they're not just ladies, like, if it happens to be that way, it's a bonus, right? Like, why not? But that's not like exactly like the leading uh, criteria. But then I guess what they are looking for, it's uh, in terms of like, like confidence, like how this person uh, carry him or herself. uh, I mean, in this case himself, are they like, you know, have ambition? Yeah, so it's more this kind of things, which I I feel it's um, the right indicators. Mm. Because I mean, I always tell people like, ultimately, you are going out with someone or you're looking for someone who's very rich, you know, like, but it doesn't mean that this person cannot go bankrupt, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. and then like if you're going out with someone who's like kind of studying out, it doesn't mean that this person could not be a billionaire eventually, mm, right? Mm. So That's like a blue chip stock there. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it's really more like the criteria or the characteristics uh, of this person that potentially can help this person like be where they, they could be later. Mm. Yeah, and I think like that's what uh, some of the things that uh, ladies are looking for. So, um, like sometimes for guys, like if they they are very shy or like they they seem like not so confident, yeah, it might be a bit more challenging. And maybe it's not even like they are not doing well, but it's just the way they carry themselves. I see. Yeah, yeah it's more. Of- it points to the character of the yes. guy, the traits that I'm looking yes, for, right? Yes. In my, my ideal partner. That's right. Um. Right. Then on another note, like with that, the other challenge is also because a lot of these ladies, like I mentioned just now, they're very successful, mm. they're doing very well, you know, like they're earning tons of money, you know. So I think when they're looking for um their ideal partner, they're also looking for someone on the same level. Again, not because like, it's like, oh, you know, because I want someone who's rich. Mm. But it's more like because they have attained a certain lifestyle as well. I guess they are very comfortable and like they do not really want to lower their lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, so we understand that. Um, so when we are doing...
doing the matching, what we usually do is like, okay, we do ask for their salary range. Right. Actually, in fact, we ask for their salary slips. <laughs> so, oh, it's yes, proof, we right? Do, we I do. have to yeah. prove it. Uh. Yes, yes. Okay, um, okay. So we, we do ask for all of this information, but when it comes to matching, we do not review it. But um, it helps us in our matching because we also match like accordingly. Like we do not match people who is like too far off in terms of the range ah. because I think um, it would also uh, create some issues as well. Okay, it, yes. uh, I'm guessing that based on data, when you match two people who are not in the within the same range, yes. usually it might not work out. Yeah, is that that's right, that's right. Oh. I, I mean, it's still the case, like maybe for guys, like right. um, let's say, you know, someone who's like doing very well, like they, it might not matter so much to them, like how right, much the, right. uh, the lady earns, but but some like they, they are like, oh, you know, I'm also looking for someone who is equally like uh, successful in terms of career. But usually guys are like maybe not as particular. But I think for ladies, like uh, it is uh, uh, something that is important to them. So as a result, Result, we also would not like match someone with them which is like too far off from where they mm. are. I mean, it's still practical and, and realistic considerations. Yes, yes that's But that was right. a good point because I, wow, I have so many female friends who are high income earners. Yes. Right? And okay, I'll, I'll give an example of yeah. this friend. She's a banker, okay, yes. earning a lot of money. Yes. Well, it's, it's not so much she, she wants the, the guy to be earning the same as her. Yes. But it's just that she doesn't want the guy to be bumming around. Yes. I mean, she's prepared right. for the yes. fact that she might be earning then her yes. partner, her yes. boyfriend, her husband, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but you yeah. don't bum around. Like, uh, exactly. You know? so, so I think like, because sometimes they're also realistic because it really depends on the industry you're in as well. Mm. Like so clearly, if you're in the like, banking and financial industry, like you know, you do get uh, paid a lot. And like, I think uh, it's, it's very good like where your friend is coming from, right? So like, let's say she's going with someone who is like a musician or an artist, like they might not be learn- earning as much. Yeah. But in terms of like, skills or expertise like they are like could be on at the top of their field mm. yeah so I think that's what your friend is like trying to say as well right like that's so right, they're looking right. for someone who is like working you know they, they are you know like interested in like pursuing their career they are doing well but okay you know like maybe because of their industry they might not be earning as much as I am but that's okay as long yeah. as they're not like bumming around and right 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 on that note you know like I also know of this uh, girl like um, she's a PhD holder yeah, so like uh, clearly like very intelligent, like doing very well. At one point, she actually started not saying that she has a PhD. Uh. Yeah, because like she realized that whenever she go on dates or like when she like, you know, go for these dating events and then once the guy hear that she has a PhD, mm. they're kind of, oh, okay. And then they just kind of like go away. <laughs> yeah, so like she feel that, okay, having a PhD seems to be a detriment. Yeah. Because I think people like might have just certain ideas of like who they are. But it was very funny. So um, <laughs> there was one time where she went on a uh, dating event and then there was this guy I think somehow like the guy found that she has a PhD but then the guy is like um, very successful himself and then he's very confident like he's an entrepreneur and then like and he actually just went around telling everybody else that she has a PhD so they'll just stay away from her <laughs> oh okay 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 so there's another but of course yeah. he's established you know, in his own field, right? Yes, like he's yes. mentioned so, so entrepreneur. They, they did end up together. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're right. Like, um, sometimes it seems as if, like, you know, this is actually something very good, you know, like, I've done so well for myself, but how is it, like, when it comes to dating, like, it could become a detriment. Mm. But I think to that friend of yours, just, you know, like, sharing this story to encourage her, right? Like, uh, you will find someone who actually will appreciate that about you. And in fact, you know, they, they are very happy for you. Yeah, yeah. She's learning to own it. Yes, I mean, own it. Exactly. It, yeah, own it, right? It feels yeah. like you're hiding yourself. You're making yourself smaller than who yes. you really are. But now, yep. so she doesn't talk about income last time. Mm. She's, she's learning to own it yes. right now. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so all of these uh, <laughs> different criteria when you talk about like dating men and women, different mm. expectations, right? Yes. We are looking out for, for different things. Yeah. You mentioned ask for the income slips. Yes, right? yes, yes. Now, of course, I'm 
imagining that they need to fill in some form about their ideal qualities yes, that they're yes, looking yes, for, yes, yes. right? Uh, but then, Do they uh, put like, you know, I want him to earn certain oh, income, yeah, yeah. So, I want her so to... So that, that's the interesting part, like we, in terms of the profiling, like they're in filling their uh, personal info, we ask about their income range and then we ask for the income slip to prove it, right? But when it comes to the criteria, we don't ask them like, what? Oh. yeah, we don't ask them like, what range are you looking for? No, I want this height. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the height, yes, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, but, oh, but okay. not the financial. Not the financial. Yes, yes. Because oh. I think like, uh, mm. like I say, you know, we already tell them upfront, honestly, we wouldn't be matching too far off. La, because uh-huh. like, if we know like we are matching like so far off, it's not going to work as well. Okay, but at the okay. same time, like we do, do not want people to kind of like just focus very much on like the financial number right and also honestly like i think as a guy or a girl right especially if you're a high earner and you know that you're being matched with this person because they they are looking for someone who's earning like that income when they are not you also won't feel very comfortable with mm. meeting this person mm, okay yes. your dating consultants will help out with yes. that aspect right yes, I mean, yes. with, I don't know if I've met people with really unrealistic expectations. Oh, yes, of course, of course. I mean, like, in the last 18 years, like, we have met, like, thousands of people. And, um, yeah, we have met people with, like, many different uh, expectations and criteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I always tell, like, my consultants, I mean, like, what we are trying to do here, it's like, we are not really, you know, like, waiter or waitresses. You know, we're not just here to take orders. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so what we are here to do is, like... I want steak medium rare, you know. Fill all the criteria before we go out for the day, right? Yes, yes. So, I say, like, we are more, like, uh, dietitians or nutritionists, Mm. now. Yeah, because I think, like, if you are, like, a waiter or waitress, then, like, whatever the person orders, you just deliver, right? Uh. Yeah, but... I think like when you are a dietitian or nutritionist, it's like if you know this person eat this and they're going to die, right? You're not going to like recommend it to them. Right. So it's really like based on like what they are looking for and based on like where they are right now, based on their, you know, like whatever you have learned about them, like, you know, how do we then uh, share with them and also manage their expectations. Mm. Because I mean, clearly if like someone come to us and say that um, I'm looking for like a supermodel lookalike, you know, like, or I'm looking for like a billionaire. Mm. Like, do we have like, yeah, maybe <laughs> we have, you know, one or two, you know, because it's very much like the average population, right? But I always say we are not a modeling agency, mm-hmm. right? So um, it might not be realistic to put out like such a criteria. Yeah. So we, we work with them on that. Like, so for example, there was this um, lady once she came to us and she said, say that she's only looking for someone who is a doctor. Oh. Uh, then we're like, okay. Then we're very like, specific. Yeah, very specific, <laughs> exactly. Then we're like, oh, you know, like, why doctors, right? Like, I mean, at the back of our mind, we are thinking, like, probably because doctors, they are usually uh, financially stable, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing very well. So, like, we, we asked about it. We're like, okay, why not consider, like, other professions who also would give you, like, this, um, yeah. you know, uh, criteria as well. Don't tell uh, me she's sick. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. She has a condition. Yeah, yeah. Doctor. yeah, no, yeah no. Then I just asked her to go to the hospital. But <laughs> yeah, but... Literally look for a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but actually, um, the reason for that is because her family members, actually all of them are doctors other than her. Okay. Yeah, but I, I think she's also like in the uh, healthcare uh, industry, but not a doctor. But mm. like her mom, her dad, her brother, her sister, they are all doctors. And um, I, I mean, now that I have like more and more doctor friends, I realized that when they all come together, like they are like in a, I don't know, like talking alien language. You know? yeah, like the yeah. rest of us like just don't know what's happening. Right. So I think like probably she's very close to her family and then she just felt that maybe someone who's a doctor like would just be able to, you know, get along better, right? Then we're like, okay, understand, you know, like so let's let's uh, see how that works. Mm. So interestingly, like I think like a few days or a few weeks later, like, you know, there was a doctor that actually came and signed up and then like it was a very good match for her. 
So we actually matched them together and eventually they got together. Mm. Yeah, so um, like there are such criteria sometimes. So we just see whether we can work with it. But like, let's say there was another criteria where uh, this lady was like, I only want to meet people from Hong Kong. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then we're like, you know, we're in Singapore, right? right okay, <laughs> yeah, oddly so, specific too. Yeah, yeah. So, so we uh, do have a branch in Hong Kong, right? But I mean, here in Singapore. Mm. So then we're like, why do you want to meet someone who's from Hong Kong? You know, why must this person be a Hong Kong? And then she's like, oh, because, you know, like my, my mom is from Hong Kong or I think, you know, whatever. So then in that case, uh, we actually didn't sign her up. I actually say, uh, do you know that there's actually like a society called like, you know, Kowloon Club or something in okay, Singapore? Okay, okay. So it's actually people who actually, you know, maybe migrated to Singapore from Hong Kong so I say that might actually be a better place for you to potentially meet someone mm. yeah so you couldn't help her with yes, that yes yes so, so I would say that uh, yes we do get like different sort of criteria or you know ask or expectation but we manage it lah. so if like we feel that okay I don't think this is possible this is not going to work out mm. then uh, we'll probably either point them in the right direction or just say you know like maybe uh, we're not able to work with you right now I, I think I usually like would talk to them about this as well because I think a lot of times that like, when we're looking for a partner and then we put our criteria a lot of the times the criteria are very much like superficial criteria mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. which is you know like what we have talked about just now like maybe a university degree you know like a profession or like height um, like um, things like that right which then my question to like my clients always is like okay what are you looking for what is your ultimate objective it's like okay if like let's say you're looking for a short term relationship you know just like have fun casual right then okay you know like the person like looking very good or like very fit or whatever or this like makes sense right mm. but I say if you're looking for like a long term relationship or like marriage or like lifelong partner which means that you know like if everything goes well you guys are going to be together for the rest of your life and then like I say honestly by the time everybody is like 70 80 years old we all look the same mm. <laughs> yeah. mm, mm. so so like question is like when you are looking for a partner the criteria like shouldn't it be like uh, whether this criteria would um, give you like a good partner, a good husband, a good wife, or like a good father, a mother to your child, right? You know what I'm saying? So uh, like, for example, ladies, you know, just now back to the initial question you asked me, you know, there's this Chinese saying, like ladies are looking for like Gao Fu Shui, right? Right, right. So, um, and there's the flip, uh, flip definition of it, both. which is men are looking for women who are Bai Fu Mei. Oh, Bai Fu Mei. Right, so, so Bai will be fair skin. <laughs> fair, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, don't, don't cancel me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. Like yes. we can acknowledge the, the bias in yes. thinking of yes. it this way, right? Yes, and then yes. Fu, Fu is also rich, rich and May yeah. is also is beautiful, Beauty. good looking, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, again, Fu is there. <laughs> <laughs> Financially, you know, rich uh, is there. For ladies, I would say uh, height is definitely important. Mm, yeah, that's mm. something that it's usually a non-negotiable for a lot of ladies. Oh, yeah. Okay, that the men must be taller than them. Uh, taller than them yeah. or like of a certain height. Right, right. Yeah, like maybe when we first started, like the height was like maybe 1.75 and then now it just keeps going taller and taller. Oh, okay. Like now, like some people put out like 1.8 or like 1.85. I'm like, you watch too it's much. It's like making a wish list. Uh. Yeah. You're like a genie, man. Exactly. You're keeping, so I'm making my wish to yes, you. Yes, but, but then I'll, I be want like, all this. Yeah. I'll be like, I think you watch too much Korean drama, you know, uh, because uh, uh, like all the like oppas, <laughs> yeah, like super tall, right? right? But I'm like, do you know what's the average? height of Singaporeans. So the answer, um, it used to be 1.71, but I'm happy to share with you that um, the average has gone a bit higher. Now it's 1.73. Oh, I think the younger people, they are getting taller. Yes. I think they're having good yes. nutrition and what have you. It yeah, is, it so is. Tall. So now the average is 1.73. Oh no. But then I think, the, but then I'm saying like, the important question is like, 
does a guy's height have any correlation to whether he's going to be a good husband or good father? Don't mm. have. There's no correlation at all, right? Mm. So, like, why are you placing so much importance on this uh, criteria? Like, you should be placing more importance on criteria. It's like, okay, is this person, like, kind? Is this person, like, you know, like, lawyer? Is this person, like, trustworthy? Like, because these are the, the things that will make a good husband or a good father. These are the things that we talk to them about and, like, work with them on. La. I mean, uh, I have to say, we don't always succeed because like to a certain extent like maybe we are just programmed you know biologically to look for certain like biological markers la. but I think like if you are able to kind of take a step back and just look at why you know why am I attracted to these things why mm. are these things important to me and are these things really going to uh, contribute to us having a fulfilling, long-lasting relationship, then you maybe start to relook your criteria list. Yeah, people who have a, a criteria, a list yes. of qualities to look out for, right? I yeah. mean, maybe you can really look into it and find yes. out like, why is this important to you? Why is yes. this important to you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then you can look at the bigger picture, Yes. Um, go beyond the superficial qualities. Yes, exactly. It's interesting to me that you also match them um, financially, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, the income more or less in the, yes. in the same range. Yes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'll ask you this, but I can answer it personally if you want to. Like, when do you think a couple should talk about finances? I'm assuming not on the first date. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think definitely not on the first date. Um, So, I think maybe just to build on that, um, like, um, because the way I describe it is also, like, financial terms in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to dating, right, it's very important to imagine that there's kind of, like, an emotional bank account. Mm. Yeah, so what that means is that, like, for example, like, you and I, like, uh, have not met. Let's assume, you know, this is the first time we are meeting. Mm. So, like, okay, maybe, you know, you have heard about me somewhere, you know, I've heard about you somewhere. And, like, okay, maybe somehow, you know, uh, those were, like, positive things you have heard about each other. So, maybe we are starting at, like, uh, positive 10 each, for example, right? right? And then when we meet, then, like, we are like, oh, yeah, really good, you know, like, it really syncs up to whatever I, I know. And then it goes up to 20, and then the more we know about each other, it goes up to 30, whatever, right? But, of course, in any, like, relationship, there will be certain things that then you hear, you're like, mm, okay, that's interesting, I didn't know that. Like, mm-hmm. and then, like, maybe it will deduct some points. Minus points. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, it's important to really make sure that you're positive first before you start drawing on it. Mm. right mm. so uh, back to your question about when is a good time to talk about financials because these are like more sensitive kind of topics like for oh. example like um, you know we always say things past relationships right. you know or like maybe money or like uh, religion or like politics you know all these are like kind of sensitive and then you do not want to like really talk about it on a first date and then I'm sure like most of the time like people would have different uh, opinions or different values on one of these topics, right? Then um, you you guys could have worked this out eventually, like once you get to know each other better, you know, once you have built up that emotional bank account. But because you start drawing down mm. immediately when like you're at zero or like, you know, like already a negative, then clearly it wouldn't work. La. Like mm. there's no way it's going to progress to like a second, third or fourth date. 
Mm, it does suggest that you need to be at a stable phase, you know, relationship because yes. then the emotional bank is full. Yes. Then that's when I can use a bit of the credits right. to talk a bit about finances, right? Because yes. we might want to build a future together. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But, so, but it's still important to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's Im- it definitely important to talk about. Um, I would say that finance, I'm sure you know, like it's one of the biggest uh, reason why people get divorced. Yeah, the statistics yeah, that, that shows yes. that. Yeah. So um, I think the problem with that is also once you get married, of course, like um, that's like reality to face as well, mm. right? Or I think sometimes even people uh, preparing for marriage, that's also where a lot of money matters come in. Because like uh, preparing for the wedding, you know, like who pays what, yep. yeah, and yeah. That's also, I think, uh, have heard quite a number of people who like just, you know, uh, break up at that point. Mm. Yep. So I think it's important to talk about like uh, money, like uh, once, you know, you have sort of like built up that emotional bank account, you're comfortable with each other and then share a bit more because how people handle money, it's very different. Like, I mean, just my personal story. For me, you know, my family, it's where like my parents, they just pull like all their money together. Mm. Like whatever they earn, you know, like they just pull it together and then they use together from the same pool. Yep. And then, you know, they don't really count like, okay, uh, you pay this or whatever because it's just the same pool of money, mm. right? I, I really like that arrangement and I thought that, you know, like when I get married, like that's how I want to manage my money. But then actually for my husband, like his family handled it differently. We dated for five years before we got married. Probably, I don't know, in like first or second year or something, because I'm a person that I don't like to waste time, right? Mm. Actually, six months into the relationship, I really kind of like bring up like the marriage topic. Mm. Like not to say, let's get married yeah. now. But, but are we yeah, working exactly. towards that? Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Because I, I just feel like, okay, if we do not have the uh, same objective, right? I also don't want to waste yeah, each other's time. Yeah, let's not waste each other's time. Yeah, mm. so, so I'm sure I think I brought up like the management of money like at some point. Mm. So I think that also gave him a chance to kind of observe like my parents as well. Mm. And I think then he realised that hey, actually this is uh, quite a good way to deal with it. So subsequently when we got married like that is how we deal with our money as well. Yeah, but I do understand like there are couples out there that you know like they meet at their peak of their career. You know, both of them are doing very well and then you are like mm, you know, is that going to work? So there's no one size fit all. There's no perfect answer. Like, you know, your perfect answer could be like, you know, uh, having a joint account and uh, each person putting in the money or, you know, someone else's perfect answer could be like, you know, someone put a bit more, someone put a bit less, dependent on how much you earn, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. But it's a conversation that needs to be have and needs to be agreed upon because you do not want to like get into a marriage then it's like, huh? You mean you do it like that? Ah? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Then it just creates a lot of friction. Yeah, thanks for sharing your, your, your personal story yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I guess different couples have different ways of managing yes. the communication, not just the yes. finances, the communication about the finances itself yes. is yes. also an art. You know, yes, people yes. do it differently. Yeah, but I, I just feel it's just important to do it mm-hmm. and that's also the reason why I do advise people to go for uh, pre-marriage workshops or counselling. I think it just surface a lot of things that people don't usually think of when mm. they are in this like lovey-dovey mm. mood, right? Because like, I think when we are in love, you know, like and everything is like amazing, you know, like we look at everything with like rose-tinted lenses but um, when you're in a marriage, like there is, you know, you come, you come down to earth, lah, right? There are certain like things that you're like, wow, I need to deal with all these things so I think it's so important to just talk them out and uh, you might not you know come to like a uh, uh, answer but at least there's that awareness that okay you know like we do have certain differences here and we need to work on it yeah it's better to have the tough conversations back then yes. <laughs> rather than later down the road and yes. then you realise that okay cannot got kids really yes. <laughs> and all those things you know yes. life gets complicated after it that it does it does right but yeah. of course uh, lunch actually helps them to the extent that they get married right because yes I mean, in your business you don't have re- repeat customers uh, so <laughs> to speak true, once, once you have a successful case study off yes. you go right yes, that's right that's <laughs> you don't right. get like you know repeat yes. business every month that yes, kind of, yes, kind of yes. thing yep, yep. Right. what would you see among younger people I'm mm-hmm. referring to like Gen Z's yes, you yes. know early 20s 
opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Um, are things shifting? Uh, do they look for different values in a partner? Um, I would say that, you know, like, interestingly, because... Uh, Actually, at different points, I would think that like, wow, would I get like, you know, kind of like irre- irrelevant, uh, you know, like all these things <laughs> that I've learned, you <laughs> oh, know, yes, in like up. my okay. experience, right? So um, that's why I'm always uh, very happy to catch up with like, like you, like you say, the Gen Z or yeah. the younger, younger uh, crowd, right? So I do get quite a lot of requests, like when they want to come to like interview me for their uh, coursework. Mm. Like, so, you know, like, I don't know, like sometimes they are from like uh, Nian, they are doing like media, then they are like, you know, they have their own internal radio shows you know or like they're just doing a project about like matchmaking or whatever like whatever degrees they are in I'm always very happy to meet out with them and like interestingly the things that I'm telling them like it still applies so I guess like um, when it comes to dating like you know certain things that always apply la. but one thing I did realise you know talking to like young people one is definitely in terms of like female like the, the mindset is changing in terms of who pays Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's quite interesting. Like, okay. actually, quite a number of them would be like, no, I definitely would not want the guy to pay on the first date. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. And then I say, why? And then I think the reason for that is that they do not want to feel obliged. Mm. Yeah, so I think the feeling of not wanting to feel obliged then, like, to see whether this guy is, like, you know, really is sincere, like, the not wanting to feel obliged seems to be stronger. Mm. Then I'm like, okay, you know, like, I mean, it could be like the whole girl power and, you know. Very oh, nuanced. Uh, very nuanced. Yes, yes. Do, do they still hope that the guy offers to pay just that she will say no let's go um, back yeah I, I think so but okay. I think ultimately they still would pay their half yeah, like their as half. compared to like maybe mm-hmm. like um, ladies who are in their I don't know like 30s now mm. and then another thing is that my concern is uh, a lot of them are not dating like when huh? they are at um, university or yeah oh, that's the best time to date right yes so, yeah, I missed that part of my life <laughs> I, I, I missed it I did not date enough <laughs> I should go yeah, back but, you know? but at least you dated you know like so a lot of them are not dating and like it's <laughs> such a like big concern I feel like um, oh, because sometimes they invite me to like I don't know talk about entrepreneurship or whatever right but I always like try to sneak in like I'm like okay right. so are you guys dating <laughs> and like surprisingly a lot of them are not and then what, what I, are they busy with right uh. then I ask them what, what are you guys doing then they're like oh you know I'm so much work you know like so much projects oh. I want to do well my parents say don't date or like one is like very concerned like they say the guys cannot make it <laughs> okay then, then I'm like what you know so that's also the concern right because like mm. now we're just bombarded with like so much of this like Korean dramas like you hear me like blame Korean, Korean dramas a lot even though I do watch Korean dramas <laughs> but I think it just sometimes give people like unrealistic expectations as well mm. and I think my concern is that like if people do not have real life dating experiences and then like uh, when they go out there and their only dating experiences is from Korean drama oh, okay. then we're in big big trouble okay I, I would I think they are on apps. Are they not? Okay, because among mm. my nephews and nieces, yes, yes. I, I, I'm getting older. My oh, nephews really? and nieces. Oh, really? young. <laughs> I got nephews and nieces who are early 20s, yes, entered, yes. entered the workforce already. Mm. Yeah, and, and so to, to them, um, what I realized during Chinese New Year when yes. I observed them, right? And they, oh, They're swiping. swiping. So, um, they are okay. They are mm. okay with the whole Tinder and yes. all this. Like They yes. accepted it. Yes. Whereas for my generation, yes. <laughs> to talk about it like that, for my generation, <laughs> like any form of matchmaking might, might still be a taboo. Mm. Like, hey, you know, like, even if you go for it, you okay. might not talk about it. Yes, but for yes. them, it's like, it's, yeah, it's swiping, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mm. agree. So, I mean, definitely. Um, dating apps is interesting. Like, not just with the young. Actually, I, I have a lot of friends who are like, maybe divorced. Mm. They are also on uh, dating apps as well. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I, I think like, it's just something that is very convenient. Right, you know, right. it's like, and I always say that it's like, you can do it like, before you go to bed, you know, you're waiting for MRT or whatever, right? right. It's like, always like, in your hands. Uh, but coming back to us. So, I think for us, it's a bit different. 
like um because I mean I've been around for like eighteen years and then uh we do have uh, when we first started like we have people in their thirties who come to us right and then eighteen years later we still have people in their thirties coming to us mm. so I think people who come to us it's like um it's in a very different phase in life like so we are targeting people who are not looking like for something casual not looking for like one night stands uh we are also not targeting people who are looking to get married tomorrow because like. We can't oh, okay. deliver on that, right? Okay. Yeah, so people who come to us, usually they are looking to settle down like in like 18 to 24 months. So those are the people that come to us. Mm. Yeah, and also they are serious-minded. So I'm serious. I'm also looking for other uh, like-minded, serious people. Mm. So um, like because coming to us in a way that's already a natural filtering system. Yeah, because clearly, you know, if like, people are not serious, like they don't even bother, right? There are just so many other uh, platforms for them to to look for someone. But then they know that, okay, if someone else also have um, come to you and then they have gone through the screening, they they are willing to invest in this journey as well. So chances are like um, they are more serious. And so when we do a match and then when they do end up like, you know, like liking each other and then they start dating seriously, the chances of them succeeding is actually quite high. Mm. Yeah, can I ask how is managing high net worth mm-hmm. individuals different from your lunch actually group? I would say that for high net worth individuals, like um, usually they are very clear about what they are looking for. Mm. Like the clarity is there. And then um, I think they are also like not wanting to waste time. Mm. Like so with high net worth individuals, like I would say these are the people that they wouldn't want to go on apps to start off with. Because for, I mean, different reasons. Like, like, one, they don't have the time. Because honestly, apps is like, it takes up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like, swiping and then chatting and then asking the person out and then arranging for it to happen, right? right? Um, the other thing is probably also, like, um, privacy issues. They, they might be someone who's very recognisable mm-hmm. or, like, something like that. Or, like, third, maybe it's not true, but they are just so just worried, like, you know, are, p- are people just looking for your money or something, right? right? right. Yeah, so I think that's the reason uh, why they come to us. So, when we work with them, uh, I think uh, discretion is very important. For our peerage... Uh, service we actually work in a way it's kind of like hate hunting for love mm. so um like of course if we do have a match for them within our database then um yeah we work with that but sometimes like what they're looking for is like quite specific and then like we have gone through the database and like okay you know don't really have someone like that then we'll actually go out there and like search for them mm. yes okay. and different purpose different functions yes and tying back to tinder and all these yes. apps right and mm. uh, i'm very interested in like what's the next development i'm mm. sure you're keeping up you yes, know, keep them up definitely. In, in the, all these latest developments. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm just imagining, like, I don't know, right? After Tinder, what's next? Are they um, DMing each other? You know, they have the phrase slide in your DMs, right? Are they yes. on TikTok, Instagram? Yes. Because that's yes. where I get to know you, sort mm, of, yes, from yes, your profile. Yes, and then yes. I, you know, direct message you. And then, <laughs> I don't know, is that something? Or are there like newer apps? Or is it still apps, right? It's still apps, it's uh-huh, still apps. Uh-huh. But I think it's just, the, from what I'm seeing, it's really just like the way that the meeting takes place or mm. the way that the matching takes place. Mm. So, um, there's one called like Fruits. It's an app? Yeah. <laughs> Fruits? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, it, it's like, to us, it's like, huh, what, right? Uh. But apparently, it's really popular with like the younger generation. Okay, okay. So, it's kind of like, uh, when you go into that app, like you kind of like are categorized like into one of these fruits. They are kind of like matching you or like maybe it's kind of like a community sort of based thing. And so, it, it's like so different. Mm, yeah, mm. but it appeals to the young yeah, it feels like a form of gamification, yes, maybe. Yes, that's like, right. Different that's ways right. of making it in- yes, interesting. Yes. So, I mean, so, so I think it's still coming out that there's no very clear winner yet or mm. no very clear sort of like matching mechanism yet. Because I think Tinder like took the world by storm because it was just such a, 
I mean like different way of looking at it. Like before Tinder, like there was nothing like it. And I think one of the things that really make Tinder like uh, took off is that whole double blind system, mm. right? That means it's like um unless both, both of us swipe, swipe yeah. yeah, then it will happen, right? So like that was I think really like what kind of took off. Um, the new apps um still a lot of very different experiments, and I mean on the business perspective, actually Match has been um incubating, they have been investing, they have been buying, so. Yeah, so I, I think they, they are very clear because they know that um, they started with Match, you know, like, um, and then, like, that's kind of, like, move on, you know, right now it's, like, really the older people are using it and then they know that Tinder mm-hmm. did really well and then, like, but they're also starting to see kind of that that drop off. Mm-hmm. So they are also, like, banking on, like, you know, what's going to be the next thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yes. I want to bring up something which we talked about separately before yes. before this conversation, yes. right? Yes. Which is, you had this thought, I want yes. to go deeper into it, right? Yes. Does spending a lot of money uh. Uh, mean we'll have a good outcome? <laughs> and I thought that was quite quite interesting to talk about. If only if it's that easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just throw money at it. Whatever problem, I just throw money at it. Yeah, yeah um, I, I think the, the answer is uh, probably no. La. Mm. Yeah, I think um, definitely, you know, when it comes to dating, um, I, I think someone have done like an article on this, you know, right. like how much money does uh, dating uh, need, you know, because like going on dates, you know, like going to watch movie, you know, and then subsequently like the proposal, you know, like proposal, like maybe, you know, how big is the diamond ring? Yeah, how big is the diamond yeah. ring? How big is the wedding? Yeah. How big is the wedding? And then like, you know, how big is the house that you buy and things mm, like that, right? Mm. I would say there's, there seems to be like no very clear correlation la, on like mm. how much money you spend would be like how positive the outcome is. Uh, so, I mean, back to my personal story uh is that (laughs) when uh, my husband proposed to me i I think we are the type like we we like a bit of the surprises so i didn't choose my own ring like so you know like he chose the ring and then like uh he proposed right honestly i would say uh the diamond that he got me uh is definitely very small uh compared to like what my friends were getting Mm. like and then so it's very funny it's like when my friends saw my ring like they're kind of like don't know how to react you know it's like they are like (laughs) How should I react to this? It's quite funny to see their expression. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I think to me it was like it didn't really matter because like that time we just started the business. Yeah. And yeah. then like honestly we just poured out all our savings into it. And then like we are still starting out. We are like paying ourselves mm. like eight hundred dollars per month or something, right? It's like really really sad. Yeah. So to me it was just more like a symbolism that okay you know like everybody gets married you know like you propose with a wedding ring you know so like you know despite like um our financial situation then you know he still got me a ring and. That's, that's great, you know, like, um, didn't think too much about it. So, at the same time, I have another friend who was, like, also getting married. And then, like, in her case, like, she got, like, a two-carat, like, a ring. Mm. It was, like, crazy. So, I mean, again, of course, like, I wish, like, every uh, marriage that I have, a uh, wedding that I've been to or every friend that I know of, like, things work out, right? Mm. But, I mean, unfortunately, in this case, like, uh, it that marriage actually didn't work out. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, it really doesn't matter, like, um, like, how much money you spend, be it on the uh, wedding ring or be it on the wedding or even... Even like the house, like ultimately, I think what makes a break a relationship or a marriage is really your commonality in values. Mm. Yeah, so that that's the thing that is the most important, lah. Because I think there will definitely be times where there's going to be a lot of challenges. But if you have uh, similar values or like um you have similar life goals, the perseverance to make sure that you want to stay together, right? I think those are the things that would actually make or break a relationship. Lah. Don't think that you know high net worth they don't need help with you know <laughs> getting a partner, yes. right? They also need professional yep. help in that aspect. Yep. But you see, we're, we're talking about 
you know, those in lunch actually, mm. you know, not to work with a, a list, mm. right? Be open minded, right? Yes, but yes. for high net worth, wow, I can get a hit hunter for love. Mm. Right? Is there a you know a mismatch in that? I think like because two very different business models. So for lunch actually we actually do uh member to member matching. Mm. Yep. So like uh both people uh would need to be members. Yep. So with uh Piraj, we actually do uh member to non member. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think th- that's the reason uh because like with member to member, like uh both people are paying. Mm. Yes. So uh it's it's very difficult. I, I mean I always say like I wish, you know, like be it for like lunch actually or be it for Piraj. Like I kind of have like a machine, right? Like I can just kind of like put in everything and then like press enter and then like the perfect person that you're looking for like is presented to you right mm. uh, but uh, unfortunately I don't, do not have that machine but then uh, when it comes to Piraj right in terms of the investment you know in terms of like, what they're paying us right like they are actually paying us to search for like uh, people who are like that yeah because the search is actually the, the part that takes a lot of time and then also when we are like I would say uh, presenting matches to them right like um, we, uh, it's very clear that you know one side is a paying client and the other side is uh, not a client. So when you work with the person who is not a client, like of course we will share with them like, what the person is looking out for, and then we feel that you know you are a, a good match. You know, are you uh, open to like meeting this person? And then if they are, so it just um, helped that that whole process uh, a bit easier. Mm. Yeah, but I mean just coming back to all of it, right? Ultimately, when even with working with our peerage clients, we also uh, work with realistic expectations, mm. So it's also not as if it's like you know they give us something that is like totally out of this world and just because like, they are paying more money and you're like okay okay we'll do it because it's like if it, it doesn't work right like no matter how much money they pay me also it's, it's not going to work mm-hmm. yes. how's the process like to find this you know, non-member who, who matches the oh okay uh, it, it really depends you know so for example like it could be uh, our own personal network yeah yeah so for example like I'm in like you know different business organizations so like I do meet just a lot of different people mm. Um, it could be like you know we feel that okay you know like this person that this person is looking for might you know usually like hang out in certain circles or go for certain events so you know like then we will uh, attend these events as well to like you know look for potential matches or it could be like um, we work with other matchmakers like I mean I have um, matchmaker friends like from all around the world and then like we you know just put it out like okay you know we have this person who's looking for this you know do you have you met someone like this so it's really like wow just putting all things out to to help like find that match for them mm, I'm imagining it as a customized service yes. right? very personalized yes, yeah, yes of course they are paying a different level yes. of the service fees but, yes. but yeah they are looking for different things as well yes that's right wow that's very interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what <laughs> what <laughs> okay okay yeah. High net worth uh, dating. Yes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stay tuned all the way after these quick notes for our personal money question segment. Before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials, and check out thefinancialcoconut.com. So what has been your best and worst investment? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a financial one. Yeah. 
Okay, so I think best, like there are many, but if I really have to choose one, I would say uh, investing my time in Toastmasters. Mm, public yeah, speaking. Public speaking, mm. yeah. So uh, when I was studying my master's in London, like that time, like my then boyfriend, now husband, Jamie, like uh, he was already back in Singapore and then uh, he joined Toastmasters and then he was like, oh, you know, this is really interesting. You should check it out. So I did. And then uh, I joined a, a local club in London and it's not a student club. So it's like a public club. So I really meet people from all walks of life. And um, I think that's really uh, something that has helped me tremendously and it's a skill set that you know I carry with me like forever like because people have said to me like oh wow you know Violet you seem so natural you know mm. like when you talk uh, you know on the stage you you are not nervous you talk so well and things like that and I'm like it's actually all practice mm. and like it's really Toastmasters because it's something that um, you can you know like speak in front of a crowd that's like super supportive and then you get like evaluated after that you know you keep improving and then you keep practicing so I highly recommend it Right, it helps you to present yourself better yes. and it helps you on your media interviews oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that part of it, like uh, I'm not sure how familiar everybody is with Toastmasters. So there's one part that's called Table Topics. So Table Topics basically, it's like, you know, you just go up there and then the person who's doing Table Topics will give you a piece of paper or mm. something. Impromptu. Uh. Impromptu, mm. yeah, exactly. And immediately you're just supposed to talk for like two to three minutes on it. And uh, like when I first started, I was like, oh my goodness, how does this, this even work? But like after a while, I just got so good at it, right? And it's so helpful. Helpful, like you say when it comes to like media interviews or just anything that people throw at you because you already kind of have a framework of like how do you want to like answer any question that's given to you mm, so that's the best investment of time yes. to pick up a skill yes. what's your worst investment okay I really struggle with this question because I think the problem with me I guess is that I never really think something is bad mm. <laughs> so so it's like, uh, for example, you know, when sometimes I get questions or interview questions on like, oh, what is your biggest mistake? You right. know, what is like something you really regret? And I find it very difficult because I feel everything that I've done. So, you know, in this case, be it an investment, like I always get something out of it. Like, mm. you know, be it is like, let's say maybe I invested the money and I lost it, but I felt that, okay, then I learned that maybe I should never invest in this anymore, right? Or like, let's say I invested uh, my time in something or invested like my feelings in a relationship or even a friendship, but I always learn something from it. Mm. I feel that there's always a takeaway and whatever that takeaway like just make me better. And as a result, then I just don't think about it as a worse or bad thing anymore. Mm -hmm. You've been in business for a long time. Yeah. And I mean, ma many people are look to you for business advice mm -hmm. as well. right? So is, is there a, a part of a life where business did not work out and oh, you learn something from it? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, so many. <laughs> but I think um, I have very selective memory as well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I always remember the good things. So like, whenever people ask me like, oh, what are the challenges, whatever, then I'm like, okay leh. Then my husband beside, beside me will be like, hey, no lah, you know, remember that happened, <laughs> that so happened, that happened. Yeah. Right, I'm like, oh, yeah, ho. Yeah, yeah so, so I think, I don't know, the way my mind functions is just kind of like, you know, even bad things happen, like mm. I just draw like a very positive sort of learning from it and after that that just kind of be something positive even though it kind of like started with something negative right you overcame all of those obstacles yeah. and now it's just you know in a nice box you know that, that tucked away yeah the yeah. nice box that I'm like okay you know that happened I learned from lesson it lesson learned yeah. yes Yes. Okay. Yeah. Second question. What is something that you spent under a hundred dollars yes. that has been a game changer in your life? <laughs> okay. So um actually it's like my hair tie <laughs> that I get from Daiso. <laughs> okay. Way less than a hundred. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh I think two dollars you get like I don't know like uh, six of it or something in multiple colors. So why is it a game changer? It's because I'm really someone that 
would love it if like uh, my hair is like in like you know always nice perfect, and, nice yeah. and perfect and things like that but I'm just too lazy to invest time every day to like make it look good so uh, like you know sometimes you are just doing things or like it's very hot and then like oh I need to get it up right so I always have like a hair tie on my wrist and uh, why it's also a game changer or lifesaver sometimes it's also like for my daughter so mm-hmm. my daughter like inherited like my husband and my like very like uh, thick hair like thick luscious hair and then she's always like not having anything to tie her hair so like always like when we go out she'll be like oh it's very hot you know like it's like all over my face you know like it's in the food so I'm like okay okay, okay take my take my yeah, so mom has one <laughs> yeah so that's why I'm constantly like buying like these two dollars hair ties from Daiso <laughs> Right, helps you in your life. <laughs> okay, so last question for you. We're looking for a recommendation, mm-hmm. a place that you learn from that you think is underrated. Nobody's talking about it enough. It can be a book, website, okay. blog, podcast. Yeah. Um, I would say actually, like in my last, I don't know, like uh, 18 years, uh, I mean being an entrepreneur mm. and uh, just generally, right? A place that I have learned from so much and like I think it's very underrated because uh, sometimes I always say that this is the best kept secret or something. Um, it's actually from an organization called Entrepreneurs Organization. Uh, Entrepreneurs Organization. EO, EO. Yeah, okay. so um, like, it's kind of like a secret society. Like, you know, a lot of people have never heard about it. Mm. And why I love uh, being part of this organization and why I've learned so much from it is because I'm learning things that I didn't know I didn't know. Mm. Yeah, because I think a lot of things, right, like when we are learning, be it like from books or mm. like YouTube or podcasts or courses, it's like we know we didn't know it. So then we like go and learn it right we can search it up but um at eo we actually have something called like forums like where like we meet every month and then we are like sharing live sharing our challenges and then i'll be listening to someone else uh sharing and i'll be like oh wow Mm. i didn't know that that would actually happen Mm. you know like then then i like okay maybe that might happen to me in five years time or ten years time okay now i better like learn from this and see what should I do to make sure this doesn't happen to me, for example? Mm. Yeah, so so I think that's invaluable because, like, it's something that you didn't even know you didn't know, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if you read a book, you are expecting something from it. It's very yes. targeted, right? Yes. Whereas you go for every EO meeting, you, yes. you don't know what to expect yes. and then it surprises you. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yep. Okay, all right. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>